I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Utah Weekly Forum, a public affairs show dedicated to learning more about the issues affecting our lives and health and exploring the resources available in our diverse communities to help. Here's your host, Rebecca Cressman. Well, welcome to Utah Weekly Forum. I am your host, and I'm really touched that today we get to talk to a community member, a business owner, who has been concerned about mental health in our communities for years and has been acting upon that. Joining us today is Jorge Garcia. He is the COO of Jurassic Tacos and one of the franchise owners as well. Jorge, thanks for being here today. Rebecca, thank you so much for having me. I met you, Jorge, under really sad circumstances, a family that you love and a family that I love lost their son to suicide, and it broke our hearts. And I can say it caused so much more grief than we can even explain right now. But as the community came together to try to support this family, I learned that the Jurassic Taco restaurants were in the middle of trying to do something and had been for years to try to help the mental health of youth and adults in our community. So tell us what you're involved in. You know, personally, for me and my family, it's been a it's been like you mentioned, it's been an ongoing thing for about 12 to 15 years where we've been involved in the community, uh, just really trying to bring resources and uh, and awareness to to not just suicide uh, ideation, but to mental health in general. Um, so, yeah, so when this, uh, this situation occurred here locally, my son, which is 21 years old, and he is one of our partners in one of our franchises, literally came to us and said, hey, dad, this happened at, at this high school, and uh, is there anything we can do with our businesses? Um, first off, I love the fact that, that we're able to utilize our businesses to, to really give back to the community and to be part of the community in this way. So I was really, really proud of my son to, to be able to come to us and say, hey, let's use our business um, to, to do good and to really, to really do something positive. Um, so that's really where it all just, uh, just spawned for us to, to really look at our businesses and, and do something to help this community come together. And that's where we really deemed our Wellness Wednesday out of uh, Jurassic Tacos. So let's talk about Wellness Wednesday. What happens in your Jurassic Taco uh, businesses? Well, just in general, the Wellness Wednesday, we tried to highlight that day and just try to put out positive, uh, positive information, positive vibes um, into, our, into our social media, um, bring resources to the community, and just bring a little bit more of awareness um, and more so in a positive light. What can you do to to really create mental wellness, to create mental resilience? So we've really taken that day just to, to give that day that type of focus. Well, and I, I think um, knowing that there are things that we can do is really helpful for all of us. 
as whether we are suffering from depression ourselves or whether we live in a community that has um, or, or in a family where someone is struggling with depression is, is there something that I can do or me as an individual? Is there something that I can do to feel better? And so those are some of those messages that you've been forwarding onwards. And I think one of the more important messages that I also saw on some of your social media was is having, you know, I don't want to say the word courage, but but knowing the power of reaching out and telling people when you're hurting. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, yeah, having that courage and, and, and really be, be a receiver, right? Like want to, to receive people, want to open your arms to, to people um, and just be open, open to that, to, to embrace people really. And as what, what are the ages of your kids, Jorge? My kids uh, in my home, I've got a 13-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 21-year-old. So are, would you say that they, they have seen in their lives the effects of the high rate of suicide ideation and suicides in their schools and among their friend groups? Absolutely. I mean, my, my 21-year-old lost his really good friend uh, when he was 13. Mm. You know, and and just in the last uh, and just in the last few years, we've we've lost many of uh, of people here locally, and and obviously we're coming out of a really hard time with COVID, um, and uh, and everything that's going on in the world. So so yeah, we've uh, we've definitely been been impacted directly. Right, and then how does that make you feel on a parental side to go like you know what I'm taking the concerns of my children, the pain of my children and now using what I can, what resources I can to try to help the children around them, the teens around them, the young 20s and 30s around them to be more self-resilient. Is it, does that help you in your process as a parent? Because it's hard to see our, our children in mourning and grieving uh, these real losses. Wow. that You know, Rebecca, that is, uh, that's a tremendous question. And I've, I've, I don't know that I've explored it completely, but now that you present it to me, really, I think parents go through different phases. And as I see my kids, the different ages that, that they are, um, I, it, really, it really does help me at this point to, to really bring back, uh, gosh, just to come back to them and, and comfort them and realize, hey, one, I was once your age. Um, two, our 13 year old, for instance, you've got a brother now that has been through life as well. So for us as a family, it's so important to bring the family together as much as possible. Um, as parents, we're not doing this alone. We've got other siblings in our, in our home that can help that have, that, that can add value to the conversation per se for the 13 year old, for the 16 year old. We also have have good friends and neighbors, and I think community is uh, is the key. Um, I've got a really good friend, and I and I misquote her, and I quote her all of the time, but she's she says something that has really stuck with me. She said, "It takes a it takes a village to raise a child, but it takes a community to save one." Oh my! You know, so that's that's really what we are trying to do: bring together a community, the communities. Um, to try to save our children and empower them to 
to, to grow strong in their communities. One of the things, and I appreciate that, we're going to talk about some of the community events that you've been a part of and that you're planning in the future as well. But for those who just joined us, this is Jorge Garcia. He is the COO of Jurassic Taco. You might have seen the restaurants uh, around. He's also a franchise owner as well. And I'm Rebecca Cressman, the host of this. And Jorge and I connected because uh, a dear friend of ours lost their son to suicide. And so we had mutual uh, connection with this family. And we started to talk about what Jorge was doing with Wellness Wednesdays and activities he was acting upon. And as I was grieving the very real loss of this young boy who had so much promise and who was so loved and was so talented and and will always be uh, cherished and remembered, um, I had my own step of grieving, Jorge, because prior to his passing, I had interviewed one of the state-leading researchers on suicide prevention. And one of the things that that gentleman had shared with me is the power of asking a question to those in, in your circle and asking them, mm-hmm. how are you feeling right now? Number one. Number two, are you feeling depressed? Have you had any like dark, depressive thoughts? Number two. Yeah. Number three, say, and ask directly, have you ever considered taking your life? And then holding space for that individual to share those thoughts. And um, I never had a chance to ask this young boy those questions. Um, because he was not showing any signs or signals to his family. He had an incredible family and friend group. Um, and so you couldn't recognize his depressive thoughts. You, you wouldn't have seen it externally. So it's really important. I just want to share that with you, that you cannot accurately um, determine how well someone is by what you're seeing or how many friends he or she might have or how successful he or she might be. Sometimes people who are severely and clinically depressed do show symptoms of withdrawal and sadness, and, 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 and you can see that, but not in all cases. And that's where the power of asking about that and making it a safe enough relationship so someone can you know confide in you. Yeah, I've had those thoughts. Okay. And when they do have those thoughts and they've shared that with you, then saying, I can help you get help because you can feel better again. Because someone who is in a deep depression depression or having suicide ideation may not know or may not be feeling that hope is on the horizon or that they can be treated and feel better again someday. So you hold that person's hand or you sit beside them, you make the calls, you help them get the therapeutic treatment or the, the care that they need. Um, and, and that's been very powerful for me. And, and I know, Jorge, that has been something that you've experienced as well, that not everyone who is at risk of mental health shows it externally. You know, you're, you're absolutely correct. And, uh, and as we've worked with the communities uh, this past decade, those three, three pieces that you just mentioned are, are an essential part of, let's just call it training. We have to train that, that muscle as well. We have to, to have the courage to utilize those words. And as we put people through, through training, we, we sit them in pairs and they ask each other those questions. And it takes a little bit of practice. So, so I would encourage every family member. And yes, you're not going to go around and start asking everyone that, that robotic question. But those people that, that you interact with, if you feel it in your gut, just ask those questions and and 
really all they're looking for. People are really just, we are all looking to, to be seen, right? Yes. And it just takes that little moment to, to change uh, the trajectory of, of, of people's lives. Well, and, and not only be seen, um, an, another psychiatrist from Primary Children's Hospital once said um, that suicidal ideation, when they're thinking about it and it becomes kind of an obsessive thought for them, it's almost like carbonated water in a two-liter bottle that's been shaken up, shaken up, and the pressure is building. And so that when we, um, someone who loves them or a friend, says, hey, are you experiencing any depressive thoughts? The, the lid on that two-liter bottle takes a turn and some of that pressure comes out. When you say, have you been thinking about taking your own life? Then it opens some more. And the pressure and the, the influence that those thoughts have on that person become lesser and lesser and lesser. Now, I grew up in a generation, Jorge, that, um, that talking about suicide was just not done. And when it occurred, it was kept in secret. And talking about mental health wasn't done. And people, uh, you know, we've now learned that we can save lives by asking the questions and talking about it as if having periods of our life that are dark are normal part of human experience. Okay, you're experiencing this really dark time. I had one like that five years ago. I remember how I, that felt and then normalizing it right? People can have those thoughts and we can get help for it. Just like if we sprain an ankle or have some other disease, we can get treatment. And the earlier we get treatment for it, the earlier we get help, the the more impact um, it has for us for, for saving lives. Jorge, let's talk about, you say, you know, training. Let's talk about some of the community events that you've done and some of the community events that you have upcoming uh, with Jurassic Taco um, and uh, Utah County and beyond. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, you know, we've, uh, we've done a various amount of things um, in the past, uh, the past years. One of our biggest anchors, I would say, has been um, physical movement. So we're we're very involved in the running community. So we've actually utilized um, the running community, the run, running events, hosted really events around 5Ks and walkathons to bring resources together to to these uh, to these locations, events that we put on. Um, really, movement creates so much. Um, so much in your body, right? And it creates those endorphins that that really help facilitate um, just a, a lot of uh, a lot of really good conversations around uh, around these uh, these runs, these walks. But that's really that's really a lot of the emphasis that we put into to utilize uh, these resources. Not necessarily utilize the resources, but bring resources to the community as well. And and for me, when I think about runs, five Ks or or walkathons, um, there's a few things happening, right? There is a community that cares. So there we are in our own home or apartment, mm-hmm. wherever it may be, and we say, Oh, this community cares and it's opened up 
an event and it's talking about mental health. Okay. Number two, when I participate, choose to either walk or be a part of it or volunteer or run, I'm no longer isolated. Right. So you're connecting me to people around me. And number three, if I'm participating, walking or running, I get that boost, the dopamine or the endorphin boost, which is very powerful in some researches. Um, They have shown that physical activity can be almost as effective as effective as antidepressants. So it's that it's it makes that big of a difference when we're physically active. So you've hosted a number of 5Ks and walkathons over the years. And you are you're a should I? I say you're a professional runner on the side, Jorge? No, I'm a complete amateur. Complete. <laughs> just, I, I, love that, I love that space. I love that environment um, and everything you just touched on. I love bringing people together and, and just really putting together events that give everyone the space to talk about mental health, mental resilience, right? To destigmatize uh, that conversation and, when people come together and they know the reason behind it, um, so we de- we've deemed our events, we've called our events Run for Mental Health. So that in itself, when you see that and when you sign up for a 5K or, or a free walk, you know, you know what you're there to do. You're there to, to really open up the conversation to, to better mental health and, uh, and mental awareness. Uh, and you said you'll have you have resources there. So, your what type of resources are available at these runs? You know, we uh, we bring in um, we bring in vendors or or partners that are really trying to make an impact in the community. So, we bring in therapists. We bring in we bring in gyms that that dedicate space and time to uh, to mental mental resilience. We bring in cycling groups. Um, gosh, we've brought in. A, a young lady that infused uh, nail polish with uh, with with oils to to help people just really get through points in their in their day just literally by smelling their mm. fingernails mm. with with essential oils that will change your mood right I mean who would have thought of that um, obviously this person did and she's making an impact so so there's a whole spectrum of 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 companies and individuals that come together. For with the same purpose in mind to just really help people's uh, state of mind. Well, and I'm going to you know share a, a special props to you, Jorge, on a couple of things. Um, we know that young men and older men are at highest risk for suicide. Yeah. So to me, when I have someone, and, and I'm, I'll add the layer on top of it, that in my, uh, my family culture, which is a Latina family culture, talking about mental health, that was, is still something that we're working on as a culture. So here we have a successful businessman, a leader in the community who happens to have a Latino background as well, talking outwardly and openly about mental health and how the doors that you open for men to make it cool, <laughs> to make it okay to say it's not about uh, a strong man um, can suffer mental health issues. Um, it, it isn't about the weak and the strong. It's about being human. And so we can grow that resilience. We can get the help that we need. So props to you, Jorge, for, for leading out in that. I just think it's beautiful. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned your, your, your time that you may have uh, that you may have experienced uh, the, those dark moments, like most do. I had the same situation occur seven years ago after a heart attack. 
you know, it, it changed my uh, it changed my life. It changed my perspective having to to deal with depression and anxiety, um, medication that that created things in my in my mind and body that I just didn't understand. And and like you said, we we've grown up in a perhaps in a in a culture or in a time where you just you just buck up, right? But there's only so much the the body can can uh, can take and mind. So I love your analogy of of the um, of the carbonated water and just releasing steam uh, sometimes, right? Or releasing some of that pressure. There are ways for us to release that pressure, and whether it's a a walk or 20 minutes in the sauna or reading a book, whatever it may be, a cycling class again. There's so many different ways that you can relieve that that pressure in your mind, in your body, and we need to allow ourselves to 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 really go out there and explore that. Well, I wonder, Jorge, too, the pandemic kind of reinforced everybody staying in our own pockets, our own corners, like it got really comfy. And so it's not just those with social anxiety that are having a harder time moving out. The, the average Joe, the average Josephine, where most people are a little more reluctant about going out in public. And it's not just because of the fear of getting sick. It's we got kind of um, used to being isolated. So it is really important. I'm glad you're sharing this, the importance of getting out and connecting with other people, talking openly about how to take care of our mental health and get moving. So, all right, run for mental health. When would be the next one? Here we are in April. When is the next run for mental health? You know, we have got a huge month coming up in May. May being uh, being the Mental Health Awareness uh, Month, we are giving a huge focus to that. So, what we've done is we've actually partnered with uh, with a few um, with a few companies, and I'll, I'll try not to name drop too much. But really, one of the biggest uh, companies that we've joined forces with is uh, Run Thirteen. So, Run 13 is an umbrella company, and they host a couple of local events. They host uh, Provo City Half Marathon, and they host the uh, the Hobble Creek Marathon down here in our county. Which are both ones that I've run, and they're incredible runs, and I love Run 13. And you can drop names. We've got like five minutes together, Jorge. If these people are doing great things in the community, drop those names. Okay, so we're joining forces with Run 13, and we are actually rebranding their whole umbrella, umbrella company. So, company. So, Danny Thorne and his wife Hillary have actually handed over, uh, and we're together working on rebranding their whole their whole company. So, it will be moving forward. Run 13 uh, for mental health. Wow. So, mm-hmm. as we host, as they host those two events, they are going to be hosted as uh, Run for Mental Health events. Denny really launched this uh, this company 15 years ago, launched uh, Provo City Half out of Wasatch Mental Health, where wow. he was a social worker. I didn't so know this, that. Again, wow. 15 years ago, um, so stigmatized, right, mm-hmm. was talking about mental health. Now, now is the time. So the stars have really lined up for us to, to, to get out there and spread the world word about mental health, um, along with uh, with with Dirty Dough. Dirty Dough has uh, has launched their Life is Sweet Foundation. They are actually going to help us um, host these events as well. 
So they will be helping us manage the uh, the expos, which we are turning into health expos. Wonderful. So as we organize these uh, these events across the state and uh, and in schools, the Life to Sleep Foundation is going to to play a big role in helping us put together these uh, these these health events. Um, Pellis Health, another great company. They they. They really are coming in really strong, giving hyper-focus to mental health uh, awareness, mental health resilience, and uh, and with their tools, we're going to be able to to bring a lot of tools into the community. Um, IHC, Spanish Fork, um, the folks at IHC are on board to, to bring in as many resources and funding as that they can to, to put on these events, to host these half marathons. Um, but most importantly, our bread and butter is bringing the 5Ks and walkathons to schools around the state. So in other words, rather than having it targeted to adults, which has been fantastic for me throughout my life as a as a, someone who used to run quite a bit and loved it. Uh, and I'll never forget one of my more powerful runs, running out of gas and just feeling so tired and, and starting to walk and having someone I don't know come slow their run down, grab my hand and say, do you want to walk with me or do you want to run with me? Because if you want to run, I'll slow down and we can finish together. And that's the kind of community you can experience at walks and runs. So now you're bringing these to schools, to that age group, the high schoolers and junior high kids that we are so concerned about because of their high suicide rate and their impulsivity and the lack of knowledge that they have that things will get better in the future. Okay, so you're bringing these to schools. Will there be one this school year? Yes. So we are are looking at May, um, May 13th. Down here in, in Utah County, we'll uh, we'll release a little bit more information as we as we work with the um, with the county, as we work with the school district to to really solidify this event. But yes, May ter- May thirteenth is our target date uh, to bring an event. Um, but we are we are hosting our Wellness Wednesdays throughout the uh, throughout the year as well. So so with with Jurassic Tacos help, um, May thirty first this uh, this uh, this coming month will be a statewide fundraiser. So 20% of the sales of each one of our restaurants across the state will um, will be donated to local communities. So yeah. th- those funds will go to local schools in the communities where you find those Jurassic Tacos across the state. That is beautiful. Jorge Garcia, I love it. Now, I know people are listening and thinking, I'm going to want more information about this. So if they want to know more about the Run 13 for mental health, where should they go to get this information? Uh, we are in the middle of revamping uh, okay. the website, but if you want more information, you are welcome to send me uh, send me an email directly at uh, at Jorge J O R G E dot Garcia at JurassicTacos dot com. Um, and again, you're going to see a lot of great things coming uh, this coming month. Well, I appreciate the number one that we were able to connect, and number two, the leadership you're showing in not only the business world but in your community, and it's because of your huge heart and your love for these kids and for others. Jorge Garcia, the COO of Jurassic Tacos, and also behind the Run 13 for mental health events that are coming to local schools. So appreciate all those who are helping you, and of course, we'll be sharing more information about that coming up here on FM 100.3. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Jorge? Thanks so much, Rebecca. I sure appreciate everything you're doing for the community. 
Utah Weekly Forum is produced by KSFI FM 100.3 in Salt Lake City, a Bonneville International Station. Subscribe to the Utah Weekly Forum podcast online and email us at Rebecca at FM100.com. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.